WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millar. Thank you for joining me on the program this morning. And uh, thanks to my next guest as well, one of my favorites to have on the program on a Saturday morning. And that's Tackle Terry Tuma. Terry, good morning and welcome to the program. Good to have you back again. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. Good morning to you, and good morning to all of our listeners. Hey, it's Saturday morning fishing time, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. And my goodness, we uh, are certainly uh, experiencing some uh, goodness, some challenging conditions on the on the water of late, aren't we? Well, yeah, we really are. With, uh, for instance, at home, we had some. Uh, Pretty severe weather, a couple of times, hail, trees down, and so forth. And right now we're on the river. We're not fishing uh, yet, but uh, along with that, a couple of boats, three boats went out, two boats already came back in. Uh, you know, windy, cold, so people just are going to, hey, we'll go back, give it another day. we got a whole summer to fish. So mm-hmm. we do, uh, you know, experience some sort of nasty weather, if you will, but we still can catch fish. you just got to work at it and Keep on trying. Keep on doing it. Well, yeah, and, yeah, and we were we we're talking as we we're kind of getting things uh, sent up here a, a few moments ago too. You know, you were, you, you know, it, it's it can be very difficult at times to kind of figure out that puzzle, uh, to to figure out that equation of what is going to work. And I mean, it, some days, you know, it's it's easy. You just you know, you almost just drop that bare hook over the the side of the boat and. Pull them in, and other days, I mean, it is just like pulling teeth, and 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 you experience that late uh, of late uh, that 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 challenge of of just figuring out what to do to to be successful on the water. Yeah, that's uh, correct, Kevin, and you you said it just right up. You know, uh, it being a puzzle, and you know, in a sense, the word it is a puzzle every time. But just to give an idea, because so often we have questions that is, is that I was out uh, fishing of recent, and the bite was not very good. In fact, I only seen a couple of boats get uh, some fish. Otherwise, most of the people were off the uh, water by eleven o'clock in the morning, and I hit probably about I'm gonna say ten spot, something like that, kept on trying. One was uh, jig in a minute, which is really a very productive uh, on uh, the river system at this time of the year or even a week earlier, and I, I had a couple of ticks, and that was it. So then I switched over to uh, and kept, and also at the same time I kept on moving, and then I went to a three-way swivel uh, rig and a leech, and leech is usually is very, very productive. Again, not even a tick. And then, so I went back to a colored hook and then a bead and a shorter uh, dropper and back to a fatted minnow, Kevin, and it was just fantastic fishing. Uh, but I think what that really says is that we must always keep on thinking. We should never give up and keep on moving till we have contact with the fish. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and you, and you, you raised the, uh, you, you know, just trying to figure out that, that just the bait comp, well, I guess, it, you know, and to, to kind of break it down, I mean, there's a lot there. I mean, just simply about the location and locations and then just simply trying to figure out the bait combination. I mean, that's, you know, there's there's a lot there. And, and, and like you said, you always have to be thinking, not just about where but what. And, I, you know, um, it, it's not just, uh, you know, uh, let's take the boat out and throw a line in. I mean, it. There's, there's, it, it can be fairly complicated at times. 
Yeah, it really uh, can be, Kevin. And many times it usually is. You know, sure, you can go out and catch fish, but if you want a lot of times to get quality fish or uh, quantity of fish, you just got to keep on trying, keep on thinking. And I think that's so obvious uh, in today's society. We have uh, expectations of immediate result, not only mm-hmm. in fishing, but in everything we do. And, I, and I've seen it many, many times where people load up their boats after a couple hours of fishing, you know, on local bodies of water, the river system, or whatever it is, because they're not catching fish, so they just throw in the towel, so to speak, and they say they're not biting today. And that is really a, a factor that we have to overcome. We have to challenge those conditions. If we don't, we're not going to be successful. Not every day is that you mentioned throwing over a hook over the side of the boat and you're catching fish. That does not happen. Mm-hmm. I think less today as the fishing pressure increases it uh it becomes a little bit more difficult to catch these fish that's what we have to think as you mentioned think out of the box Mm -hmm. and i think to me anyway i look at it is okay if i'm not catching fish you know at at place a or whatever i'm going to you know i'm looking at it as a challenge i want to catch fish i'm going to try my darndest to figure out you know uh, to put all those puzzle pieces together and and figure it out and and darn it, I'm not going to let some silly fish beat me out on the water here. I want to catch some fish here. I want to, I want to have some success, darn it, and and uh, and have a good day on the water. So if I have to go to, you know, ten or twelve different places to 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 be successful, then you know that that's what, I, I, you know, that's what the boat's for. I'm, I'm I can go to ten or twelve different places. So that's that's part of the fun. Well, it really is, Kevin. It, it, you know, and we have to, you know, show, you know, it's going to take some effort. There's no question about that. We can't just, you know, give up when we're fishing for a couple of hours and say, well, you're not biting. And the other thing, too, Kevin, I just spoke to somebody uh, a couple of days ago. I asked him, I think this was at, a, at an access, um, what are you going to be fishing for today? And they said, whatever bites. You know, <laughs> if we go under that concept, we're not going to be very successful. And I think what we always have to remember, there is no, uh, what should I say, there is no way of just being lucky. In fact, and, um, someone mentioned to me, we're talking about this uh, situation where it kept moving and moving, and they came up with a good statement. This is somebody that's very involved in fishing. They said, you know, there is no such thing as luck. It's just hard work many, many times. Yep. Yeah, and you've you've mentioned this before, too, that, you know, you can't just sort of go out and just try for, quote-unquote, fish. You have to specifically target, okay, today I'm going out for walleyes, or I'm going to target smallmouth, or I'm going to target largemouth or panfish. You know, you have to be very specific in, uh, in, in what you're going for because – you know, and and you mentioned this when we we're getting set up here too. Is is you know you have to have you know the right the right tackle and and you know pre-rig your rods and and you know there's preparation involved too. You can't just sort of go out and say, well, I'm going to go out and try for a while, you know, and then just try for this, that, and every other thing. And well, maybe I'll catch some bluegill or maybe I'll catch some walleye. It's they're completely different approaches to to. Uh, to fishing. Oh yeah, you're exactly right. Well, and just to give you an idea, a real close friend of mine that's a very, very avid angler, very knowledgeable, very—I would classify him as a very good angler. He 
fished with his grandfather, his father, and he's extremely successful for several species of fish. And he made a comment to me the other day. He said uh, he was out at 5 o'clock in the morning fishing a body of water, and it was right around 11 o'clock when he finally connected with these fish. Uh, he kept moving and moving, and he finally found walleye right at a steep break with some grass up on top of flat. And that's another factor. We've got to keep uh, working with these uh, factors. We just can't go out. I think that's another thing, too. We go out and we well, we're going to jig today. We're going to lie bait rig today. We're going to throw crankbaits, and that's all we're going to do. It's a lot more than that. And here again, too, it's just like when you um, made the first couple of comments, is that you've got to uh, put the puzzle together. You know, sure, some days are going to be extremely difficult, uh, but if we keep at it, we will be successful. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And, and and like I said, you you touched on it uh, as well, uh, uh, and, and maybe talk, we can talk a little bit more about this, too, is is um, is having everything ready to go before you, you head out pre-rigging those rods. Um, talk about that. Well, yes, and you're right. Uh, we have to uh, really have your, uh, shall we say, a plan of action uh, where we need to really uh, think about this before we even get in the um, t- truck or whatever to tow the boat to the access. We've got to have something uh, put together ahead of time. I usually do this, Kevin, uh, the day before, mm-hmm. uh, you know, monitoring weather conditions, uh, fishing pressure, uh, the calendar periods are all ingredients, and then bring up rods accordingly. I think it's so important for us to do that. If we don't, we're, we sort of go out there blinded, if you will. But we get out on a body run, what happens then is that we start out with we I call it fishing history, where we go out and and you know we had good results yesterday, last week, last year to this spot, this spot with this bait, and so many times those fish are not going to be in that specific mm-hmm. location, you know, especially with the rainfall like this year versus last year, uh, everything has changed again. You know, high waters, low waters, um, you know, weed growth, uh, cloudy conditions, uh, everything's changing. And we have to change according to what Mother Nature is doing and the fish are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, yeah, if you think back to um, last year probably at this time, I think the water was uh, – we're at about 10 and a half feet this morning, and, and I'm, I, I don't have the figures in front of me, but I'd be probably close to saying that the river stage here in La Crosse, anyhow, was, was probably about half of what uh, what we've got at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, it's – it's it's a completely different situation than what we were experiencing on, on just for example on this date last year. So, I mean, it's it, yes. it's it's completely different. Yeah, it is, and you know, and, and a lot of people get frustrated with fishing the river. That's another uh, question I get so much of. And what we have to understand when you have high water versus low water, this is normal levels. Is that the fish are you know what we have to understand. You know, if it's if it's low water, you have to go further out in the river system to get to whatever footage that you've had some action with. And when it's uh, high water, you want to fish shallower, so to speak, but only when we say shallower is meaning that, say, if um, you've been catching um, fish maybe prior to uh, like
like last year, for instance, say you were catching a lot of fish in 14, 16 feet of water. Well, you got to find out 14, 16 feet. It's not going to be exactly the same location. It's going to be either further in or further out, if you will. Uh, I hope that sort of explains what takes place in a river system, but we have to adjust according to where uh, the water levels are, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, no, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it may not be a spot as as opposed to sort of an area. If you if you get what I'm saying. Yes, you're exactly right. That's something we have to also adjust. And I don't know how many times I've talked to anglers uh, over the years, and because we fished a river for you know several years. And I don't know how many people have come out and said, uh, well, we fished down the river system. We're never going to go back there again. We never had any results whatsoever, uh, not catching any fish. But there again, too, they don't study the, uh, the, uh, the habitat of the fish, why a river system is so different than a lake. And in reality, it, all you have to understand is the water levels and the, uh, the current and then also the eddies and so forth, anything that breaks the current. So it's not that difficult. But I think people go out and, you know, fish the river system like an inland body of water, and many times that's not going to be successful. No, yeah, it is. I mean, it is a completely different uh, uh, style of, of you know, a different body of water. Yeah, I mean, the, there's there's so many different variables from, from lake fishing versus river fishing that, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, there's so many different aspects that that and factors that that will affect those fish. Well, yeah, you're right, and you know you can. I just think when you were commenting on that too, is that you know sure we can fish the river system. We can go to Malak. In fact, I just spoke to a friend of mine yesterday. They're going to go up to Malak uh, on Monday, and you know so Malak's going to be totally different. Uh, Lake Erie's different. Mm-hmm. That's Erie Deary country. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of different bodies of water that, you know, just because you're fishing a Malac or a Lake Erie or or the Green Bay area or whatever it is, uh, does not mean that there's going to be the same ways of catching fish as one body of water compared to another body of water. And, you know, here again, too, it doesn't, you know, so uh, we've got, say we're fishing a lake and maybe 10 miles away we're fishing another lake, for the same species, it's totally different, 100% different with location and with the baits and lures that we're going to be using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some pro- there. I mean, I, certainly there would be some some g- general things in common, but yeah, there would be differences and changes and you know structure and and differences that way. But yeah, it's uh, uh, you know again, you still you know a different sort of a, a different the, the puzzle pieces are different that you have to figure out. For each body of water, put it that way. Yes, you're. Yes, very, very well said. There are uh, so many differences in catching these fish that we so often have to really uh, accept that. And you know, here again, do we got to keep on trying? We got to keep on trying. Do not fish history. Uh, that's another big factor why I caught them here yesterday or last week with this bait, this lure, and there. Mm-hmm. And we don't. You know, we don't try anything different. The other thing, too, I call it climbing the ladder, is where all of a sudden, you know, say we go out there and we'll pick on walleyes. And so we go out there with a live bait rig, maybe with a leech or whatever it may be, and we get, you know, we get a couple of fish in an hour. 
and we become very complacent. We sort of die with that. But if we start out maybe with trolling crankbaits or casting crankbaits, we would have caught more fish and bigger fish. So here again, we should always start out with more aggressive and then keep downsizing, 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 or different baits and different orders till we really hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and 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 I, I just it, when you were talking there, it it it. it Made me think of a point too when and when we were talking earlier about targeting specific species of fish and and being prepared with the rods as well, but uh, also being prepared. Uh, I think it also goes to being prepared too with uh, having specific tackle. I mean, if you're you're just sort of going out, uh, and I don't want to belabor the point too long here, but but going out, you know, saying, oh, I'm just going to catch what's biting. Well, you know that that doesn't work. I mean, like you experienced the other day, you know, you had to change a number of different tactics. You know, you went to three-way before you, you know, figured out what the bead and, and hook combination and everything to, to finally get that uh, everything figured out. If you didn't have that specific, those specific types of tackle with you, you would have never had the success you had that day. You know, if you just sort of go out with like, okay, I'm just going to go out and just grab what you know the general tackle box and bring that along. You may not have those specific pieces with you. You know, if you've got your specific walleye box or your specific, you know, panfish box with you, then you should have all those bits and pieces ready to be successful and all the you know to make those changes on the water. You know. If you just kind of like, ah, I'm just going to go out and see what's biting, you may not have those little bits and pieces that you need to be successful. So having those having those bits of tackle to go along with the, the rod and reel and everything um, are just as important as well to, to being able to be successful. I wanted to just bring oh, that point up as, right, as well. Yeah, you're exactly right, and that's why I sort of uh, – uh, maybe an extremeness in a sense of word is I only take, you know, and I think you really touched uh, uh, on home base, say if you are going to go fishing bass, just take bass rods with you, bass lures, don't take, don't lure up the boat with another, you know, species, so to speak, like taking your panfish tackle with you, mm-hmm. taking your ta- uh, other rods with you. Uh, I think it's so often too that what happens then is, uh, and you'll see this so often, in fact, at um, seminars many, many years ago, I always mentioned have a backup species. I really have not done that for a number of years because if we start that, what happens? Say we're going to go out fishing bats and we don't have any results. So we keep thinking, well, I wonder if the crappies are biting. I wonder if the crappies are biting. So in a couple of hours or an hour and a half, we switch over to crappies. And I think that's really a detriment. Uh, it provides us with uh, an escape, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, whilst you're already sort of giving up fishing bass in an hour, but you're still, you know, really concentrating, wondering, am I gonna, and can I catch crappies instead? Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, if, if you've got the specific tackle, you know, you're you're maybe able to to finally put those little extra pieces together to uh, uh, to to make that make that puzzle all all work and everything. So uh, if you can hang on for one moment here, uh, I've got to take a quick break, uh, uh, and uh, we will be back in just a couple of moments here uh, talking with Tackle Terry Tuma here this morning on WKTY Outdoors. i to take a short break and come back in just a few moments. With uh, We'll continue with Terry as WKTY Outdoors continues on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. 
WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It's 851. I'm Kevin Millard. Joined on the phone this morning here by Tackle Terry Tuma. And uh, we are talking fishing here this morning. And one of the things I did kind of want to touch on with Terry this morning was, uh, obviously we're dealing with uh, a lot of high water on the the river system right now. And uh, just uh, sort of... I guess traditional or typical for this uh, this time of year. Last year, sort of being the exception. And uh, and Terry, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, ways that uh, that anglers can get out there and sort of uh, overcome the the challenges uh, of this high water and and all the different uh, I guess challenges that it it, it presents to uh, to folks when they head out. Yeah, that's a good question, uh, Kevin. And, yes, uh, there are definitely um, areas that we need to concentrate on. One is location, uh, and that meaning, you know, is where these fish are going to be at. And, you know, the current breaks are really a big factor in these uh, locational areas. And here what we should really do just to uh, speed up our results is you run your electronics and mark these uh, areas and then mark and see if you're seeing fish. You know, I think too often we have this tendency, again, of a fishing history. Uh, we caught fish here yesterday, and today they're not, may, may not be there. So current breaks are a big factor. And a current break can be, you know, a weighing dam is a current break. It can be some overhanging trees. It can be um, an inside turn. Anything that's going to break the uh, current is a good location where these fish are going to be at. And then also, too, I just happen to think uh, sort of what I call uh, uh, not a rule, if you will. We always have this thing say, well, salter are deeper, walleyes are shallower. Not true, not on the river system. The other is that when you're fishing these river systems or we have high water with you know, more current, is there again, too, is making sure like if you're jigging that you're ticking the bottom, if you're trolling crankbaits, that's those crankbaits are in the strike zone where these fish are at. By the way, crankbaits work right now. And then also, too, if you're working, you know, rigs or spinner rigs or whatever it may be, and with high water, too, with the dirty water, spinner rigs are a good option with each of our crawlers right now. And that also provides that flat and visibility factor. So these are just some of the things that we can do to accomplish a good day on the water. Mm-hmm. And, that was one of the, and that was one of the other questions I did want to ask as well was, you know, what extra thing or what, what sort of things are, are, you know, can, can people do? Obviously, we're, you know, that water is, is really, really stained in, in, uh, from the, uh, uh, you know, in these high water situations. You know, uh, what sorts of, you know, the, the spinner baits obviously will make some noise. Um, you know, is there, uh, you know, does, is scent enough? You know, do you need to make noise? Do you need to have that flash to, to, to really make that lure stand out and, and bring those fish in? The answer to that, it was just a simple answer, is yes. What we have to understand is that the fish must see it, they must feel it through their lateral line and hear it. That's three factors that we have to relate to. You know, if they can see it, they're not going to. We're not going to catch those fish. If they can't hear it coming, we're not going to catch those fish. So those fish have to identify that specific bait or that specific lure uh, immediately. Uh, and that's why under a tough bite conditions also, not only on the river system, but on any body of water for any species of fish, that 
if you have really a tough bite, going to a reaction type of a bite can also be extremely successful that we often forget about. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I guess to kind of follow up on that, is there uh, any one of those that, that perhaps maybe has is more important to sort of start out with? I mean, is, is that noise factor uh, maybe kind of the, the one that sort of sets the stage for everything else? Uh, that they'll they'll sense that they'll feel that perhaps first more than anything, then they they might be able to see it and then smell it and then uh, kind of go from there and, and progressively uh, as it as it's moving through the water, that lure is moving through the well, water. Yeah, I think there is, Kevin. That's why you know moving you know the right speed is so important. You know if you're, you know, I'm going to say the right speed is jigging action also. You know, how much you're jigging. Are you using the right color of the jig? Are you using the right weight of the jig? What about your bait? What kind of bait are you using? Are you using fatted? Are you using uh, leeches, for instance, or a piece of a crawler? Uh, so you're, you're dealing with the scent. You're dealing with the motion. And when you're using a jig, the uh, actual movement of that fatted minnow, for instance, is a trigger uh, that uh, fatted minnows providing action and also scent. So that's an ingredient. That's why... We should never reuse your uh, fatted minnows. Uh, you you know, change them often every eight minutes or so, put a new fathead on, and it's going to apply to, you know, same thing with crankbaits, you know, the right speed of the crankbait, uh, and, and then picking out the right vibration, the right size. Uh, these are all factors. Same thing with live bait. You mentioned a bead and a colored hook. That's another ingredient where it's becoming an attractor. And then two, making sure that we have the right speed. I think speed is so important, you know, speeding me. Am I jigging too much? Am I not jigging enough? Am I throwing too fast? Am I throwing too slow? Uh, with with three-way silver, I know many anglers, especially on the river system, will use two rods, and I really believe that you need to hang on to one of those three-way silver rods so you can feel so often we have that tendency that that, <clears throat> that bite is going to be uh, uh, really... Uh, seen or observed by the tip movement, not necessarily. It can be really a soft bite. And, you know, as you and I mentioned how many times over the past years, you know, hook sets are free. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you set the hook and you don't have a fish. So what? But maybe you set the hook, you didn't think it was a fish, and that just happened to me yesterday. I was jigging uh, with a fat head, and I thought that there maybe was a little extra weight. I thought that, but it was so slight set the hook and here comes a solver mm-hmm. yeah it, you just you know you just never know and it's yeah it, you, you take that chance and and sometimes it pays off there you go <laughs> well yeah and many times it pays off <laughs> well that's 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 the good thing well terry i've got to uh, wrap things up for today and as always i i certainly appreciate uh, you coming on the program and, and sharing your knowledge with us uh, it's been a great conversation as always, and, and certainly uh, uh, always appreciated that uh, that you, you you take some time out of your day to uh, to, to share your knowledge with uh, with the listeners here this morning. So thank you very much as always. Well, thank you, Kevin. It's always a great opportunity to visit with you and to all of our listeners. Hey, we got a lot of water. Let's go fishing. We got a whole summer ahead of us. Let's give it a try and challenge some of those. Uh, bodies of water with different baits and different lures. All right. Sounds good. We'll talk to you again soon, Terry. Take care. Thank you, Kevin. Bye.